Well, for a lot of us growing up, you know, there are always just jokes about the banjo. But as I came to spend more time in Virginia, I learned how serious the banjo was as an, as an instrument. And one of those folks that I heard that helped turn the tide for me and others is John Bullard. And John's got a new album out called John Bullard Plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo, Volume 1, Books 1 and 2, with music that was written by Adam Larrabee. And I think John's out there. John, you there? I'm here, Peter. Glad to be here. Thrilled to get you here. John, let's talk about, first of all, before we get into this new recording, your background and how banjo became so close and near and dear to you. Yeah, well, um, as a teenager, 12 or 13 years old, you know, I encountered, first of all, uh, dueling banjos on AM radio. Um, I, I remember my dad riding with my father in his truck and and that tune came on the radio. I hadn't heard it before, but he had heard it and he got all excited and told me to listen up and he turned up the volume. So that really got my attention. And that, you know, when you're young and impressionable, that that was such a strange thing to hear the way when they used to play that whole thing on on the radio from the very early tuning up part to the, you know, to the big finale at the end. And um, so and then, of course, I heard Earl Scruggs playing Foggy Mountain Band uh, Breakdown in Bonnie and Clyde and the Beverly Hillbillies and all that. So all those things together kind of really got me to where I really wanted to learn to play the banjo. And uh, the the teacher that I had for a good number of years, um, Arthur Rucker, um, he, in the Richmond area, um, took me right into the Scruggs instruction book. So I learned playing those Earl Scruggs tunes, how to play the banjo. And um, But uh, kind of making a long story short, I eventually ended up in music school at VCU, uh, Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond. And lo and behold, I had a music history teacher ask me to bring the banjo into class for a show and tell, and um, which I did. And I played a couple of just bluegrass tunes. And he came up to me after that and he said, have you ever thought about playing any Renaissance or Baroque music on the banjo? Because to me, it sounded an awful lot like a harpsichord or a lute. And that was the, the light bulb moment that got me into to looking at, quote, classical music on the banjo and was really kind of wrestling around with that whole idea when eventually at, uh, I think it was the summer of 86, ran into Fred Boyce, you know, who was for a while in Charlottesville, um, at the Galax Fiddlers Convention in the middle of the night. And I heard some strains of Yezu Joy of Man's Desiring being played on the banjo. And I went straight to that sound and there was Fred. So I ended up taking lessons with Fred in Charlottesville for about a year or so. And that that really sealed the deal. Fred really got me pointed in the right direction with repertoire and kind of how to look at the banjo uh, in in a more quote classical frame, and of course you've gone on to record a number of classical albums, but I know you've got this relationship with Adam Larrabee, and I think you had him compose some original works for you, didn't you? Yes, Adam. Adam is an uh, a graduate of VCU's uh, 
music department as well. He he got his master's at VCU, um, and so he was friends with and actually studied with John Patakula, who was also my teacher when I was there for my undergraduate degree. And I I started with classical guitar lessons with John and eventually ended up taking my banjo into my lessons with him. And Adam also studied uh, classical guitar with John. So we had that intersection uh, at VCU. And John had always been... Um, encouraging me to commission some composers to write, you know, new music for the banjo, um, always referencing Segovia as he's prone to do um, and how Segovia really got to a point where he started to commission, you know, composers of his day to write new music for the classical guitar. And, you know, John kind of always used that as, as an example of, of the, the path I might consider following. So I remember I had tried to, I had worked with a couple of people and done a few, had a few commissions that really didn't work out too well. And I was kind of back to the drawing board and talking to John Patakula. And he said, Hey, you should go, you should talk to Adam. And um, I went, yeah, that's a great idea. So, you know, I hooked up with Adam again and um, we started to work on this project and, you know, Adam thought it would be a logical kind of step to do a series of 24 preludes for the banjo for solo banjo because in in classical music or I guess you could say classical art music um, it's a tradition since box day of writing a series of 24 preludes and in box case he wrote preludes and fugues um, in, in every key major and minor so Adam and I thought wow that would be really cool to do that for the banjo. So that's where the 24 preludes for solo banjo came about. And that's, you know, so there's, there's one prelude in every key major and minor. And this, this CD is volume one. So it's really the first half of this whole project. And it just came out. Yes, it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we're going to be going through each of the tracks on it, starting with the first one, 24 preludes for solo banjo, number one and C major undulating tell us about this one well this one is and adam has has said this this one is really an homage to j.s bach it's very baroque uh in its sound and actually it's in c major and sounds a lot like the first prelude in Bach's well-tempered clavier which is in c major um and it has that that vibe um, completely. And so it's, it's actually an homage to Bach kind of in the Baroque style of these, uh, broken arpeggio lines. Uh, but of course, Adam being the perennial jazz master throws in a couple of jazzy sort of interludes, you know, to mix things up a little bit. Well, let's go a listen and then we'll come back. We're going to start with Number one in C major, undulating from the new album, John Bullard plays 24 preludes for solo banjo volume one.
from the new album, John Bullard plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo Volume 1. That was number one in C major, Undulating, composed by Adam Larrabee and performed by John Bullard, whom we've got with us right here on this program as we go track by track through the album. Well, John, let's talk about the recording process. Doing solo banjo, I imagine it must take some effort to figure out how to set the mics up and get that sound that you want yeah it actually was a little bit of a of a process for sure i actually we did a did an ep version of just six preludes um first and we ended up not really um liking the end result um and i felt like we we did that in more of a studio setting with just close miking and uh, not really any room microphone or anything. And uh, ultimately I felt like the banjo didn't, it didn't sound enough like a recital, like like you were in a space listening to somebody play. And so to make a long story short, I ended up recording these in an antebellum church near my house in Goochland County. And um, it's a fairly small Presbyterian sanctuary um, with real tall ceilings. And um, in fact, we were, the church was basically shut down for the pandemic and they had removed all the seat cushions and hymnals and Bibles. And um, the room really came alive to my surprise without those elements in there. So I ended up recording there and it, and it really, I used a room microphone in addition to some close microphones and the room microphone, if I remember correctly, was like 18 feet away from where I was playing. So it really, and it was an Omni room mic. So it, it captured the whole room. And um, so my tracks were, were that. And then um, I would send my tracks to David Travers Smith, who's in Toronto. And I'd worked with David before on an album and he's a fantastic engineer and and mastering engineer and so i would send those uh those tracks to david and he he mastered it and but what was nice is we didn't have to use a lot of fake reverb because we had real reverb that was caught on that room mic nice well for those just tuning in we've got john bullard with us as we go track by track through his new release john bullard plays 24 preludes for solo banjo volume one and we've heard the first, and now we're moving on to number two, an A minor presto. And tell us about this piece. Well, this piece is um, much more modern sounding than than number one, and you me- immediately can hear that it's uh, very chromatic in the melody line. And this pe- this particular prelude was my first hard hitting lesson in playing with rubato or more flexible time. Um, and I've having played a lot of bluegrass and, and then even into my classical playing a lot of Baroque music, I was used to having things, you know, a little bit more metronomic. Of course there, it wasn't, you know, dead metronome time, but, um, when I got to this prelude, I realized that I couldn't, this prelude didn't really work played just completely straight time it really needed flex time or rubato and this piece is really um 
influenced by the early 20th century composers like Shostakovich. And um, so it, it in that that period time period, you know, com- players and composers were things were much more flexible. And um, so I, I kind of learned how to really focus on on the melody, which happens mostly on the top string and um, and how to kind of make that timing flexible and make it have a little bit more drama and character to it so that that's really what this piece was all about for me well let's give a listen number two in a minor presto from the new release john bullard plays 24 preludes for solo banjo volume one second track in the new album john bullard plays 24 preludes for solo banjo volume one and that was a minor presto well john i'm curious did, did you record these in order or did, did you as you're in that antebellum chapel did, did you do them at a pace in in an order that was better for you i did them in an order that was better for me and basically the order that that I recorded them in was the order of which ones I knew the best <laughs> recorded first, because I was still struggling to learn some of these uh, and polish them as I was recording. So the ones that I knew the, the best were the ones that I knocked out first. And are you out touring behind this right now? Well, I'm, I'm not sure you could say touring for this album, but I certainly am showcasing it a bit on the, the, performances that I have this spring and into the fall, um, certainly including a set of these on every performance. It would be kind of, it would be fun and it would be really cool to do a concert and be able to play through the whole uh, volume in one sitting. And I would, I would love to do that. But, um, you know, for most concert settings, just doing a set of two or three is really all, I think, an audience really can handle when they're, they're wanting a little bit more uh, entertaining set, you know? Gotcha. Well, if folks want to see where you're playing, they can go over to johnbullard.com. And that's also where you can get links to where you can pick up the album. And that includes a band camp and Amazon and Apple play. And you can even find it on the streaming sources such as Spotify, but I always encourage folks to go out and pick up, the album and support the artists, especially in these times when they're not getting to tour as much behind their music. And you can find not just John Bullard plays 24 preludes for solo banjo volume one, but 
some of John's earlier works as well. And in fact, I'm looking at his Bandcamp, and there's a special option where you can buy the entire the entire digital discography for a very nice price. So check That's that right. out over at johnbullard.com. We're going to continue our track by track, and we're coming up on number three in D major, Theme and Variations. Tell us about this one. Well, as the title suggests, um, there's the, the first, this is really a series of five short little pieces put together. Um, and the first short piece is the theme. And then there's four variations on that theme, all pretty short, but all kind of working in the same uh, harmonic language as the theme. And, you know, Adam, I've learned from knowing Adam over the over the years that Adam is really fond of themes and variations. And so this one is really nice because I know he loves to write uh, theme and variations. And um, what also I think is really nice about this piece in particular is being a little bit longer and being a set of variations based on a theme. It's really quite a nice concert piece. Um, it fits into a, you know, a solo program uh, very well. And is, you know, it's a substantial offering to play, you know, in a performance. So I like it for that reason too. Well, let's go a listen. Number three in D major theme and variation from the new release. John Bullard plays 24 preludes for solo banjo volume one. Composed by Adam Larrabee and performed by John Bullard. Thank you. 
The third piece in the new album, John Bullard plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo Volume 1 with the compositions by Adam Larrabee. Well, John, I'm curious, did Adam send these to you one at a time after he was done composing, or would he send them in numbers of them at a time? He would send send them to me as soon as he was basically finished with one at a time. You know, he he would send me whatever he had finished. He would just send it on. So I was getting them, you know, at, in random intervals. Uh, and actually, when we first started this, once he started writing, he actually had quite a flurry of inspiration. And I was getting, you know, preludes dumped on me, you know, pretty quickly. And it was it was really exciting. And it was also kind of challenging to because my process was as soon as I got one, I wanted to read through it and do a cursory fingering, you know, figure out, okay, how am I going to play this? And my original plan was that I wasn't going to memorize these that, you know, I thought, oh, this is going to be way too much music to try to memorize all this. I'll just have them in a, in a notebook and I'll read them. So my plan was, you know, okay, I'm going to read through this piece and I'm going to get some fingering in place. And then I'm going to move on to whatever the next one comes in will be. And that way I can go back and just read through them and eventually, you know, perform them actually, you know, from reading the music. But as it turned out, they were um, a little more difficult as than I thought they were going to be. And it, um, by the time I really worked out how to play them, they were sort of automatically memorized. So um, I realized that, that they were just going to have to be memorized to really get them in my fingers properly um so that but yeah they came in randomly and um you know i would sort of attack them as they came in at least at first and then i'd have to go go back to them later and and really work on them and would adam continue to tinker with them after he had submitted each each individual piece to you yeah not not always but often he would um you know, a few days later or a week later, send me another version of a particular prelude and say, hey, I thought of a better way to end it, or I thought of a better way to do the middle section or whatever it might be. He, Yeah, so he would tinker with them a bit. And would he allow feedback saying, you know, I kind of liked it the first way? He did. He encouraged me to have give him feedback, and he actually always encouraged me if something were uh, too difficult to play, let him know. And, you know, he could, he could change it. And um, I actually had him change a couple of things that were really difficult uh, along the way. But then um, as I went along, I realized that I actually went back to the original and, and just learned what he had had done. And um, I'm kind of glad I did that because two things, I think musically what he was inspired to write, even though it was, might've been difficult, was musically really valuable. And then by my hunkering down and just learning the difficult passage and make, you know, kind of uh, making myself do that, my technique and my musicianship and technique actually, I think, grew quite a bit over this process. So, so um, there were some changes based on difficulty. And then ultimately, I went back to the originals on those couple of examples. Um, but I, I, um, I got to the point where I really hesitated to say a whole lot because 
I was really bowled over. I would get these preludes and I thought they were amazing. And a lot of times Adam would include sort of a rough iPhone recording of him playing through it. Um, sometimes, you know, under tempo or no picks on or just, you know, just sort of a sketch. And um, usually when I got one and kind of looked at the music and then maybe heard, you know, some audio from him, I was usually amazed at how cool these preludes were. So I, I really was kind of adopted a hands off, keep my mouth shut <laughs> sort of approach. Well, those just tuning in, we've got John Bullard with us, and we're going track by track through the new release. John Bullard plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo Volume 1 with the pieces composed by Adam Larrabee. And we're coming up to the fourth one in B minor dialogue. Well, as the title suggests, this is a, a dialogue between two voices. And one of the voices is fretted and plucked with the right hand fretted with the left hand, plucked with the right hand, but the other voice is a harmonic or a chime. Some people call them chimes. It's sort of a false note, you know, that you can play on certain frets and you get this bell-like harmonic. And so I thought this was ingenious uh, by Adam to have a dialogue between har a harmonic melody juxtaposed to a, a fretted and plucked melody. So that's what's happening in this piece. It's a it's a, a dialogue between the harmonics and the, the plucked notes. And, you know, it's really an amazing piece. And this was one of those places where I really, that there's some, some of the harmonics that end up being on the fourth fret that are really hard to get them to sound out. And then at the same time, according to the score, you're supposed to be holding down a lower note the whole time you're trying to get those fourth fret harmonics. And, you know, eventually Adam was like, well, you don't have to hold that note down the whole time if you really don't want to. But to me, it sounded so much better to hold that note down and get those harmonics. So that was really challenging. But um, I think ultimately it, it's really a neat piece because I don't know that I've ever heard a piece that was a dialogue between, you know, a lot of pieces have harmonics interjected into a certain section, um, even a lot of classical guitar repertoire. But I've never heard a piece that was an actual dialogue between for the whole piece, the dialogue between the harmonics and the fretted notes. Well, let's listen to it and hear that. From the new album, John Bullard plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo Volume 1. This is number four in B minor, Dialogue. Thank you. 
Number four in B minor dialogue from John Bullard plays 24 preludes for solo banjo volume one with the compositions by Adam Larrabee. John, did Adam give you a sense of the order he wanted these pieces to be in as he sent them to you? Or did, did you figure out which one would be number one, number three, and so on later on? Well, we... From the beginning, we wanted to follow a system or a pattern. Um, most most of the sets or series of of twenty four preludes in other, you know, instruments and in other classical music follow some pattern, and they're you know they're not always the same pattern, but there's some pattern. So our pattern was that we decided on for volume one was to start with C major, C majors generally considered sort of the home key on the piano and you know it has no sharps or flats so it's kind of home base if you will in in musical harmony so we started at c major and um we decided to 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 play the major key and then and then move to its harmonic or its relative minor key so that's why we went c major a minor and we decided once we did that we would go up a whole step from c major and repeat so that's how we got c major to a minor then we went up a whole step to d major b minor then up a whole step e major c sharp minor and we proceeded in that pattern through this first volume and i believe uh for volume two we're actually planning to switch the pattern so that we kind of and I can't remember honestly which what that pattern is right now, even though I'm tr starting to learn some of those next uh, preludes. Um, and I think one of the the uh, goals of the the pattern in volume two is going to be so that the entire work from prelude one to prelude twenty four has us ending in G major, which is kind mm -hmm. of home home plate for the banjo. Right. So well, Adam has thought all that out. And he's currently he's writing the next ones as we speak, or has he written those and you're starting to learn them? He's written a good most of the next volume, and I'm learning, working on those. And there is a there's a few left that are not written, but I'm happy that they're not written yet because I I'm not quite caught up on learning the, the ones I have so far. And are you hoping to record those this year and then just hold off on releasing the next volume? I would hope to record these in probably early 2023, like in the oh. winter, and then release them that next uh, fall, possibly. All right. Well, I'll have to get you back for that one. Yeah. But we're coming up on number five now in E major, a jig. Yeah, this this one is, as again, like the title suggests, it's, it's a jig, but it's um, it's got some really interesting classical styled harmony and counterpoint going on as well. It sort of opens, and this was uh, one of the cases where I was playing this piece sort of straight, I guess you would say. And then um, I heard Adam play this and he, he played the beginning A sections like uh, like little introductions with a lot of rubato, and then he would sort of use a retard and slow down. It was almost the best way to explain it is like like in the introduction of the piece. And then 
once those two introductory statements were made, he went into a more steady tempo, um, which I thought was really neat. So I changed the way I was doing it to play it like that. And then his second time through the A section, he went to what's called a pizzicato or a palm mute, which is in, in the classical world is called pizzicato, where like a violinist will pluck with their finger rather than uh, use the bow. Um, and it gives kind of a, a muted pluck, plunky sound. So he, he did a palm mute or pizzicato for the repeat. And so I imitated that and put that in my version as well. Well, let's give a listen from 24 Preludes. For Solo Banjo Volume 1, performed by John Bullard, composed by Adam Larrabee, this is number 5 in E Major, Chig. John Bullard plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo Volume 1. That was number five, an E major jig. And we're going through each of the tracks on this new release with John. And John, did you use the same banjo for all of this, or did, did you have different banjos at your? No, I actually used the same, same banjo all the way through. Um, I tend to play one, you know, I'm, I'm fairly monogamous with this one banjo. So um, I, I use that, my favorite one, all the way through. And what banjo is that? It's an old uh, Gibson banjo. It was a, originally a tenor banjo uh, made in the 30s by Gibson. And it's got a you know modern five-string neck attached to it. And this is the question that when I ask violinists, they usually just say, I only have one or two. Guitarists will say, oh, I have 40 or 50. <laughs> I'm never sure with banjo players. How many banjos do you actually have? Well, the way I say, think about this is no matter how many banjos I have, the number that I need to have is always one more than I currently have. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I think I have five banjos now. And um, I mostly play the one, but I've got a couple others that I play a lot and I'm constantly telling myself I really need to sell a couple of these other ones. But, you know, it, it never really happens. Well, I had Tony Trushka in with me a couple of months back and said, well, I stopped counting after 17. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. And I've got nine in the house and I don't even play them that often. So yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Well, we are going through the tracks on John's album. John Bullard plays 24 preludes for solo banjo volume one. And we are coming up on number six in C sharp minor presto. Yeah. So this, this piece is really um, impressionistic and you can hear that right away. Um, it's kind of the banjo almost imitating like a Debussy piano piece or something. It's, it's very uh, like a flurry of notes and how Debussy would have a flurry of, of notes going on that, that is a constant flurry. And then within that, you begin to hear a melody and you begin to hear some things going on. That's kind of what this piece is reminds me of. It's got a very kind of a fast arpeggio thing going. Um, and then you eventually realize there is a melody, but it's the melody's moving a lot slower than the flurry of notes. And um, that was one thing when I was learning this, I finally kind of realized that and realized that the melody is really moving slower than say the fingers on my right hand are moving really quickly, but the melody and the drama, if you will, of the piece is happening at a slower pace. So it's kind of tricky in that way. And um, strangely, I also kind of compare this to, I don't know if you familiar with the, the banjo playing of Don Reno from the fifties, sixties, seventies, I think even into the eighties. Um, but Don Reno was famous for having almost like a double time right hand pattern going on, but but a, a melody happening maybe at half that speed. And so I always think of this piece as sort of like a Reno style Debussy piece. <laughs> you know, it's kind of mixes those two ideas in my mind that, you know, music, musically, it's kind of like an impressionistic piano piece. But as far as banjo playing and technique, it's kind of like a Don Reno piece. We know Reno around here because one of his protégés was Alvin Breeden, who that's right. Don went on to say was a better Reno player than he was. So, <laughs> well, let's let's give it a listen from the new album. John Bullard plays twenty four preludes for solo banjo, volume one. This is number six in C sharp minor, presto. Thank you. 
Number six in C-sharp minor, Presto from John Bullard, plays 24 Preludes for solo banjo volume one. And we're going through this album track by track with John, with these pieces composed by Adam Larrabee. And John, when did the whole process start from start to finish in terms of when you first approached Adam to when you finished up this volume anyway? You know, I, th- I believe it was 2018 when we first kind of sat down and came up with this idea and um, started to work on it. And th- um, so it's been it's been a long process. And, um, you know, there was an EP version of some of these preludes out there for a while. And, you know, that was kind of part of the process of figuring out exactly how to approach recording and performing for that matter. I think it wasn't really until I tried to record these that I kind of had a uh, revelation about how I really need to approach playing these. Um, It's almost like you don't really learn your lesson until you're in the crucible, I guess. And um, so in the, in that crucible of trying to record, uh, you know, eventually I came to realize a bigger understanding of how I wanted to approach not only recording them, but, but performing them. So it's been quite a process. And I think I saw that an audio file wrote a lovely piece about the sound of this album. They sure did. I was f- very flattered to see that and, and um, really pleased to see that, that review because we really did put a lot of thought and effort into every little thing that, that he noticed and wrote about uh, as far as the tonal qualities and, and the miking and all that. And can folks find that over on your website or how how could they find that article? Is it on your Facebook? It's on my Facebook uh, page, um, which you can get to from my website. It's always easy to remember johnbuller.com. And if you go to my website, I think on every page at the bottom, there's a link, you know, to go to the Facebook page. Um, and I, I need to put it on my website. I haven't gotten around to that yet. Um, so I will do that. For those just tuning in, we do have John Bullard with us as we're going track by track through his new release. John Bullard plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo Volume 1 with these pieces composed by Adam Larrabee. And we're coming up to number seven in F-sharp major, Barcarolle. Yeah, this piece um, is very interesting because it focuses on the tremolo style, which is mostly from the classical guitar repertoire. Um, and that, that's, that technique is where you're actually playing kind of two melodies at once. And, and the top melody is... Be, is a note that's repeated rapidly while the note below it moves a little bit in a little bit more slow motion. Um, and guitarists, uh, classical guitarists, you, you know, use three fingers, the index, middle, and ring finger usually to get that tremolo on, on that top melody note. Um, but as a banjo player, I'm really only using thumb index and middle finger so that limited i'm i'm basically a scruggs player from when i learned so i don't have that extra finger um to use in the tremolo and i ended up uh f- 
trying to do the tremolo at first with just my index and middle finger. And then eventually I realized um, Adam and I actually had the opportunity to talk to Bela Fleck about this tremolo thing. And Adam asked him, you know, how would you do that? And he kind of showed us how he would do it. And so um, I, I started to learn how to do that, which took a little time to learn. But once I learned that pattern, it, it made the tremolo uh, a little stronger, I think. And it also eliminated the pick, a lot of pick noise because when I was first doing the tremolo with just my two, with my index and middle finger, those are the two fingers. If those folks aren't uh, familiar with bluegrass style banjo, that those are the two fingers that have the two metal finger picks on. And so with repeating those two fingers rapidly on one string, there was a lot of noise that came from just metal on metal, which is not very pleasant to hear. And so the pattern that, that I ended up using actually involved bringing the thumb over to separate the, the two finger pick notes and it eliminates a lot of that pick noise. So um, that's sort of a detailed look at the, the actual technique. Um, but musically, I don't, you know, so I'll, I've heard banjo players, in, in fact, Bela Fleck quite a bit, do some tremolo uh, it, within solos here and there, but I've never, you know, heard a whole piece written around this technique. And so this was really exciting to have Adam write, you know, a whole piece uh, revolving around the tremolo and um, quite a challenge to learn. And this is, you know, again, part of Adam's strategy was to, to have each piece focus on, on one singular sort of idea and, and to have them not all kind of sound alike or, or be too familiar set, you know, side by side. So this one stands out as really neat because it is, you know, from beginning to end a tremolo study. Well, let's give a listen. From John Bullard Plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo Volume 1. This is number 7 in F sharp major, Barcarolle. Thank you. 
from the album john bullard plays 24 preludes for solo banjo volume one that was number seven in f sharp major barcarolle and before that you were talking about how you and adam larrabee the composer of these pieces chatted with bail and i was thinking gosh i probably would have just cheated and gone to a four finger player like greg list <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you know it's interesting Ad, adam uses four fingers as well and, and he he kind of got that from greg list um so he adam actually wears a finger pick on his ring finger um in the style of greg list um but he but he realized that trying to do the tremolo with those those three fingers um created still way too much pick noise so he doesn't he doesn't when he plays this he still he doesn't use that extra finger for the tremolo so it's kind of i um i think the finger picks really are a challenge for the banjo players um in the respect of trying to do a tremolo without a lot of uh, pick noise well for those just tuning in we do have john bullard with us as we're going track by track through uh, his new release, John Bullard plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo, Volume 1, composed by Adam Larrabee. And we're coming up on the most classical of them all, number eight in E-flat minor, 80s rock groove. Yeah, isn't that fun? Uh, yeah, this is is a one of my favorite ones, and it is exactly what the title says. It's an 80s rock groove. And, you know, Adam being, being a guitar player and having played lots of, different styles of music. Um, he, I think probably permanently has the eighties rock guitar groove, you know, emblazoned in his brain as I do as well, just from listening to a lot of music. And actually I used to, I had a, had a time of playing electric guitar and stuff like that. And um, so this was kind of a natural one to do, but I think it, it, it ends up being a really neat technical study for, for banjo in that, again, this is what, we would call all, you know, completely in the pizzicato style or the palm mute style. So there, there are no notes. Well, at the very end, there are. But most of the piece, except for the very end, are all muted notes. So you mute with your right hand as you're plucking. You rest your the palm of your right hand on the bridge and get that muted sound that kind of sounds like the chunk, chunk, chunk of an 80s uh, power chord. <laughs> and then the way he wrote it, it really kind of brings back the sound of of that chunky 80s guitar run through like a digital delay or something like that well let's give a listen from john bullard plays 24 preludes for solo banjo volume one this is number eight in e flat minor 80s rock groove
Well, the hair band in me is growing as I remember those 80s times. Yeah. As we go track by track through, John Buller plays 24 preludes for solo banjo volume one, and that was number eight in E-flat minor 80s rock groove. John, we're coming up on number nine in A-flat major, Cakewalk. Yeah. Well, as as the title suggests, you know, a cakewalk is basically a ragtime sort of piece. And this is interesting for several reasons. One, um, you know, these, these ragtime piano pieces or stride piano style pieces are hard to do on banjo because in, on the piano, you know, you have the, your left hand is free to hit a bass note and then a chord and a bass note and a chord. And, you know, and, and that pattern is going on the whole time while the right hand is kind of playing the melody. That's very tough to do you know, on a banjo encased in a very narrow uh, range of notes. Um, so it's interesting in that way, but also um, when you hearken back to the early days of, of the five string banjo, and I'm talking the Victorian era, pre, pre Earl, pre Bill Monroe, um, mid 1800s into the early 1900s, the banjo was quite popular, especially in the Northeastern United States and the banjo was playing basically ragtime style music that it was very popular parlor instrument and often accompanied by piano and playing a lot of musical forms such as cakewalks and rags and things. So we have a technical challenge in the piece to actually pull off a, a ragtime vibe within just the banjo, but also it also harkens back to kind of the earlier history of the instrument. Well, let's give it a listen. Number nine in A flat major, Cakewalk from the new album. John Bullard plays 24 preludes for solo banjo volume one. Thank you. 
Just got done listening to number nine in A-flat major, Cakewalk from John Bullard Plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo Volume 1, composed by Adam Larrabee. And before that, you were chatting about banjo from the 1800s, early 1900s. And of course, I'm reminded of my friend, Joe Ayers, you know, who focuses on that early banjo from 1830s up. Yeah. And uh, I've just had a conversation about him with this album. So I look forward to him getting a chance to listen to it. So. Yeah, that would be great. Well, we are coming up on number 10 in F minor. Passacaglia. What's the proper? Passacaglia. Calia. Of course, Italian. Yes. And a, a Passacaglia is a composition that's based on a repeated bass line or repeated chord progression. Um and usually pretty mournful in a minor key. So F minor, Passacaglia is, is appropriate. Um, this piece is really interesting because it, it starts in a purely Baroque counterpoint style um, and actually stays in that style. But, but in the beginning, it's very Baroque sounding and sounds very much like you would you would expect a Baroque Passacaglia to sound. It starts on the lower string of the banjo with this repeating Passacaglia melody. And then the uh, counterpoint voices are added on top of that. But then about halfway through the piece, Adam switches the Passacaglia melody to the top voice and the, and the added counterpoints are then underneath that. The additional counterpoint melodies are underneath the melody, which uh, for me anyway, made things a lot more difficult from that point on holding the slower melody on the top, but trying to get these fast counterpoint lines underneath. Um, but what I really like about this piece is not just the Baroque counterpoint of it, but Adam at a certain point in the piece kind of goes harmonically outside, if you will, it, it sort of leaves that Baroque uh, territory behind and moves out into kind of a really f modern outside kind of harmonic place. Um, and then towards the end, he kind of brings it back to that kind of more Baroque ending. So I really, I like this because it starts out very kind of traditional Baroque and then kind of does a little spacewalk and then comes back to the home ship after that. Well, let's give a listen. Number 10 in F minor Passacaglia from John Bullard Plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo, Volume 1, out now. And you can find that over at johnbullard.com. It'll take you to all the places where you can pick up a copy.
from John Bullard Plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo Volume 1. That was number 10 in F minor, Pasacalia, from John Bullard with the works composed by Adam Larrabee. John, what was the first of these 12 that Adam sent you, and what was the last one? Well, that's a good question. I'm pretty sure the, the first one was, in fact, the C major, so number one. So that was all well and good. As far as the last one of these that I got, um, I think it was probably, if I remember correctly, it was, in fact, number 12, the last one which is strange that we started and ended in order, but in the middle, they weren't in order. (laughs) Well, we're coming up on number 11, B-flat major, impromptu. Yeah, this piece is, an impromptu is is a piece, I think mostly from early 20th century era classical music. Um, An impromptu is, like like it sounds, is supposed to be sort of a free-form a piece that sounds as if the composer just sort of sat down and came up with this piece on the spot. Um, like, Hey, I think I'll check out B flat major and sits down and kind of noodles around and comes up, you know, with this impromptu. So that's what it, the character of this piece is, is sort of a, a free improvised sounding piece. Um, and Ultimately, I think it really does come across like that. And and now when I play it, it feels like that and feels really kind of free and improvised. However, getting to that point was not so easy. There's there's a section or two in here that were really difficult for me that um, really kind of use Adam, one of Adam's favorite things to use, which is I, what I've come to, to term a compound bar chord, where he's barring a chord. Uh, I guess a lot of guitar players are familiar with what a bar chord is. Well, this is kind of a bar chord, but barred in two or three places at once. If that makes any sense, it's very difficult on the left hand. Um, But Adam loves to use those. I think that comes from his jazz guitar background. Um, And so that, that was really a tough thing for me to learn to kind of get to where I could play those, that section and have it sound like it wasn't that difficult. Um, but I think in the end, the piece does kind of come, come across with a nice, loose, improvised sort of feel. Well, let's give a listen. From John Bullard Plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo Volume 1, composed by Adam Larrabee. This is John performing number 11 in B-flat major, Impromptu.
Um, John Bullard plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo Volume 1. That was number 11 in B-flat major, Impromptu. And John, you know, in classical music, it's always very important that you play exactly the notes that are there, whereas, you know, bluegrass or other styles of folk, you know, you can improvise a little bit. But I imagine in this case, you're pretty much playing it the way when you're outperforming the way it sounds on the album. That's true. Um, what I've come, the way I've come to look at, at these pieces in particular, but actually classical music in general, um, is that yes, the notes I'm playing the same notes every time I play the piece. And I've actually, in the case of these pieces and other repertoire that I have actually have, learn to map out a phrasing and dynamics strategy so that, you know, that you can practice that phrasing and dynamics. But, and I've learned kind of the hard way that you really do kind of need a plan um, to, to a plan of how you want to play the piece. However, what I have also found, which is really where things get fun, is once you kind of know the notes and have a plan, then you kind of can forget about all that. And then you're almost free to improvise the phrasing and the, the dynamics, however it strikes you in the moment. So, you know, I think people don't often associate improvising with classical music, but there actually can be quite a bit of improvising in the context of phrasing and dynamics. And especially in the case of your, if you're playing solo and not locked in with an ensemble, you can really, you know, change things quite a bit. And I've found that it's much easier to do that improvising when you do have a, already have a plan and you have a, 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 a plan to follow. But once you have that plan and you kind of know how to implement that, then it kind of frees you up to take some risks and do some other things. So, yeah, so there, you know, in a way, there really is some improvising that can happen in a performance. Well, we are coming up on the final one for volume one anyway, from John Bullard plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo, composed by Adam Larby, and it's number 12 in G minor waltz. Yeah, and Adam calls this a straightforward waltz in the style of Tchaikovsky or Chopin. And, um, and I, and I think it is, and which is kind of different kind of thing to play on the banjo. Um, the, the challenge in this one was there's quite a lot of counterpoint and almost, I guess you would call it stark counterpoint where you really have two lines together, uh, descending down, downward, down the neck of the instrument. And the trick is really to be able to play those two lines and have, have the listener hear both lines and almost hear them as independent lines moving together. That was the tricky part about this one um, and remains the tricky part. Um, but what, what's really neat about this piece is Adam, this is one of those pieces that Adam came back a, a, a while later with a change and he made it, he put in a different section um, towards the end that changes things up and, um, is almost like a whole new ending strategy for the piece. And it really, in my mind, really kind of topped it off nicely. Well, let's listen to it now. Number 12 in G minor waltz, the final track on volume one of John Bullard plays 24 preludes for solo banjo composed by Adam Larrabee. Mm -hmm. 
The final piece on John Bullard plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo, Volume 1, performed by John Bullard and commissioned by John to Adam Larrabee. Well, John, folks, and of course, find this album over at johnbullard.com and where else you're performing. But let's talk about what else you do. We talked about this, but you do other programs when you're out performing, don't you? Yes, I, I do a lot of solo programs, but I also play quite a bit in a duo format with Marcus Compton on piano. And we're able in that format to do a lot of the repertoire from um, my previous album called Classical Banjo, The Perfect Southern Art, which has quite a bit. It has a, uh, a concerto on it. Um, which normally would be, you know, with sort of a string orchestra, but but uh, Marcus is able to play a kind of piano reduction version of that on the piano, and we uh, we also are able to do a Telemann Partita, which normally would have sort of a continuo ensemble playing along with me, um, but again, with a piano being so kind of versatile as its own little orchestra. We're able to do that, and then we do some some pieces that are actual uh, written as duets for solo instrument and piano, and then occasionally we do play uh, in a quartet format where we will add a cello and a violin to the banjo and the piano, and you know expand our you know sound a little bit and do a couple additional uh, pieces that require extra musicians. And the best way to find out how John is out there performing is by visiting johnbullard.com where you can see that and also how to pick up a copy of John Bullard Plays 24 Preludes for Solo Banjo, Volume 1, out now. John, thanks for taking time out of your schedule to go through these 12 tracks, and I look forward to getting you back in sometime in 2023 to go through yeah. the next set. Thanks for having me, Peter, and uh, I'll look forward to the next time.